Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10. Yay! Okay, today we are going to talk about how plants teach adaptation. Adaptation. Not really a word that we use a lot when it comes to human beings. We don't really think of ourselves in in the word adaptation. So I actually had to go back and look up the word to make sure that I gave you the most complete definition and the most complete uh, plant's eye view lack of a better term, uh, of how adaptation works and how you can apply it for your own life. So looking at the dictionary definition of adaptation, it is the action or process of adapting or being adapted. So the adaptation of teaching strategy to meet students' needs or things like that. Something that basically the process by which, here's the biological response, which I think is really important for us here. The process of change by which an organism or species becomes better suited to its environment. And I think that this is the most important definition. The action or process of adapting or being adapted almost makes it feel like something that is imposed over you. And I think that in general, we tend to look at adaptation, at adapting to our current situation really as something imposed on us. But today we're going to flip that entire narrative because we're going to talk about it from a plant's perspective and we're going to actually see the immense benefits when you Again, releasing from all of the conditioning, which remember we talked about in the first three episodes of our podcast, but when you release from that conditioning and you can look at a current situation, then adaptation becomes something extremely, not only strategic, but extremely rewarding. And I'm going to explain why. So we're going to go for the process of our discussion to the definition, the biological definition. The process of change by which an organism or species, or I would even say an ecosystem, but we'll get there, becomes better suited to its environment. And so therefore, adaptation has many different components to it. So let's talk specifically about what is adaptation based on this definition. Adaptation is about changes that you make, and those could be from a human perspective, mindset changes, they can be physical changes, they could be uh, location changes, they could be changes of any sort. And um, some of them can be evolutive changes or evolutionary changes that you make in order to create an environment in which you are better suited for what is happening around you. Okay, so really the heart of adaptation is that one, I have to be aware of my environment. I have to understand what is happening around me. Two, then I have to be able to assess what in this environment should actually stay as it is based on my analysis And this is a continuous analysis that you will do. This isn't something you do once and it stays there. And then three, what are the parts of myself that I should either change or that I should um, modify or that I should evolve 
or which are all forms of change in some ways. But basically, when you adapt, it is you that is modifying yourself for the environment around you. And this is an incredibly important skill set that plants master very early on. If you think about a plant seed, right, a seed doesn't necessarily have a direct choice in exactly where the seed is going to land, right? A seed of whatever sort, whether you're talking about exploder seeds or whether you're talking about burrowing seeds or whether you're talking about seeds that hitch a ride on an animal or the wind, right? The seed is looking for the best environment in which to be able to sprout, but the seed also is created in a way that there's not exactly a guarantee as to what the environment in which the seed lands in is going to look like. Therefore, it is up to the parent plant to create the best seed possible for the conditions in which the plant finds themselves in. So for example, if I am a plant that grows really well in water, so if I am something, a plant that grows in an island or in a tropical environment, then I am going to build out my seed. I'm going to construct my little seeds child in a way that the seed can um, figure out when is the most adapt, the moment in which I am going to sprout. So therefore, if there is too much water, so we know we're in a place where there's a lot of water, such as, for example, an island or a place with heavy monsoon rains or things of this nature, then I know that I can't make the shell such that just a small amount of water triggers an action. Because if there is a large amount of water present, then I might in, um, invariably drown my seedling. So for example, if we look at baobab seeds, they are large, they're buoyant, they can actually float on the ocean. And that's one of the ways that they get to new locations in order for them to sprout. So the plant knows that the area around has a lot of water and therefore if there is too much water, the seed will start to float and will move and will flow until it reaches land that has the appropriate amount of water. On the other hand, there are many cones, for example, that are in fire areas. So therefore, the plant will create a seed or a cone in this particular case that requires a certain amount of fire in order to open. Why is this? Because being a pioneering species, such as a pine tree, for example, knows that when after a fire happens, there is a clearing of a lot of brush and a lot of, um, of competitors for light. So creates a cone that is adapted to fire in order for fire to melt an outside resin and to open up and allow the seeds to then come into a more, more fertile soil. So in this particular case, what we're talking about is adaptation by planning, which is I have assessed my environment, I am thinking about the next generation moving forward, and therefore I am adapting, in this case, a plant is adapting seeds, I am adapting my project, I am adapting my way of thinking, I am adapting in order to ensure longevity. So I am looking at what are the conditions that are most favorable to longevity. Now, let me stop for a second and talk about something extremely important. What 
isn't adaptation because the problem with thinking that we are always supposed to adapt is that we somehow in the process lose ourselves. So taking the example of both uh, the cone as well as the baobab seed, right? These plants are still exactly who they are. What they have done is use the conditions in order, they've used the way that they could construct the seed, better said, in order to ensure that the seed only opens and begins to sprout when the conditions are perfect for the seedling. So here we have an adaptation of the outside shell where the inside exact is what is best for that plant to thrive. And this is an important consideration of what adaptation isn't. Adaptation is not you modify yourself into being something else that doesn't suit you. Underlying and inside of that seed, there is still a beautiful nourishing little pack for the seedling. There is a series of characteristics that have been shared. There, have, there are certain genes and, and other characteristics that can be turned on or off depending on the environment in which. But fundamentally, the plant is still a baobab or a pine tree or whatever it is that seed is. So it is important for us to recognize what are the core elements that make me me. Now, nothing about ourselves, if we look at the models of the natural world around us, are so set in stone that you will never, ever change. Okay? It's just not, that's not the essence of who you are. It is not what you, what makes you immobile or unchanging that is your true nature. Your true nature is set of a series of patterns, a series of ways of expressing yourself in the world that fluctuate in the tools that you use, but instead are really focused on more of your formal expression. And we're going to get more into this in a future episode because I want to talk about life purpose and I want to talk about how you could look at your deep patterns. And these are all elements that plants really help us to understand. So we're going to really dive deeper into this. I do go also into this, into various of our masterclasses in the plant inspired masterclasses that you find in the naturally conscious community uh, under blooming sprouts, because these masterclasses are extremely important for us to be able to dig into this. Look, these are not super simple conversation pieces that you listen to one time and all of a sudden it's super clear. Plants have had 470 million years of adaptation changing their own molecular structure, looking at themselves in different ways, adapting to the conditions in which they are found in order to get to what we see today as a specific species. And to be honest, that species could probably change by the time the next seedling comes around. Why? Because plants are constantly adapting to the changing conditions. But a tulip might have ribbed little, um, ribbed, uh, what's the word? Petals. That's the word I'm looking for. They might have ribbed petals. They might have straight petals. They might have petals that have colors of oranges and yellows. They might be blues or pinks more pinks or purples, to be honest. Um, blue is a very difficult color in nature, but that's another story altogether. But the point is, it's still always a tulip. And you know that there's some central characteristics that make a tulip a tulip enduring across time. 
what changes are these smaller expressions that are perfectly adapted to the environment in which you find yourself in. Okay, and this is why part of the way that plants teach us how to do um, adaptation and one of kind of what biomimicry calls your life's principle is to incorporate diversity. You want to be flexible enough to play around with diverse aspects of yourself in and then find the point that fits most appropriately for that given moment. And so I, um, adaptation is also experimentation. It's about playing around. It's about knowing your core essence and what you want to accomplish, that you feel so comfortable with that, that the means, the modes, the way that you express this can really change on a regular basis. If you, if you think about it, you know, like hair color, like I've had my hair colored in really bright colors for many years, for probably over 20 something years. I think I started in my mid twenties to, to color my hair. Um, and even younger than that, I have certain expressions. Why? Because the hair color for me is a personal form of expression. It's a way for me to show my own colors. And so what, whether or not I'm using uh, my hair is blue or my hair is pink or my hair is um, actually even a shade of brown or a shade of blonde, which is more of my natural color, that it doesn't matter because the point is not the color that I've used. The point is that hair in general for me, whether it's my curls being really big or whether my curls being a little bit more subdued as they are now, is a form of expression of who I am. The use of my hair is one form that I use to express my creativity. Now, over the years, it might not be the uh, moment for me to use my hair in that way. So I might instead shift to clothing. The point is that what I'm doing to share, what I really am trying to share is my creativeness, my personal expression. And I play over the years with what is the most adapted way that I do that. Today, it could be hair. Uh, tomorrow, it could be clothing. Another day, it could be my shoes. Um, another day, it could be something else, right? I have a series of things because what I'm trying to express which is the important part, is myself. It's my true colors, you might say. So for me, over the years, what I've discovered is that it's about the expression of color and the expression of myself through color. And those of you that know me, even from my old um, Kabbalah days, like when I was teaching Kabbalah, color has always been an element that has followed me around. Since I was a child, I have worked very closely with color as a way to enter into more subtle environments. And so therefore for me, color is expression and I can play and adapt with how I use that color in a way that is most adept to the situation in which I find myself in. So I can play with that diversity. And that's one of the things that plants really do very well. They adapt to the, change, to the changing conditions by using different expressions of things that are core and fundamental to them in order for kin to be able to still be a tulip, but to have all this rainbow of different aspects of themselves. So adaptation is not putting yourself out of the way, the things that are core to you and letting those go in order to fit in to a current situation. That's not what it is. Adaptation is not letting go of yourself. It's not losing yourself or moving away from those things. 
Adaptation is really about instead going deeper into your deep pattern, your true nature, your core elements, and letting go of how those get expressed, or better said, embracing all the different ways that those could be expressed without necessarily being hung up on like this form or this form or this form, right? Whether you're a writer one day or a painter another day, the point is for you to have a mode of creative expression. That's the element that's important for you. It doesn't matter what that mode might be as long as you find it. And so these are the kinds of topics that they're not always so easy. It's not like it comes in a second, right? It's not like all of a sudden I understand. Um, I have to do the work to understand who I truly am in order for me to adapt. And the other part about adaptation that happens from a biological perspective. So in nature, we see adaptation through self-renewal. In other words, you want to maintain your integrity. You want to be um, uh, a way for you to express yourself where though you are always staying in integrity and you are renewing yourself. So if you are adapting and you feel like this is holding you back, then that is not an adaptation. That is like relinquishing your control. That is relinquishing your own power. That is losing yourself in it. So that feeling, that connecting into your core essence, into who makes me who I am is extremely important in order for me to be free to adapt. Many years ago, I used, I started working with a very good friend of mine who she's now a very good friend at the time. I didn't know her very well, but she was, a, she's a writer and she's an amazing writer. And we were working on a project together and she had written a whole series of content for us. She is a, a book writer and a book coach and, and also a copywriter. And she had written all this content for us and it was, it was amazing. And yet there was, of course, a lot of things that didn't really fit what we were trying to do. And I remember being so in awe at her ability to so easily take criticism from the people that we were working with who were like, you know, redlining a whole series of things and modifying. And she was like, you modify away. And sometimes she would say, look, I do not recommend this change. But then she would say, do you want it to be done? She wouldn't sit on it and be like, no, this is I'm absolutely not doing this. I hate this. This is wrong. You don't know what you're doing. I'm the professional. I'm the one that knows this. It was completely the opposite. What she taught me in that moment was that she was so comfortable, so um, in her creative writing, the fact that she was a writer and the fact that her expression was through words, that she didn't actually have to worry about the feedback that was being given. She would take it, adapt, work with it. And sometimes she could even be in disagreement, like saying, that's not the message that I think you should be giving. But if the client chose that, she was like, that's fine, because it doesn't diminish who I am to adapt to what this client needs. It doesn't make me a bad writer if the client makes a choice that's not in my favor because I know that writing is who I am and that writing is going to come out and is going to always be my own personal expression or in this case, the expression of what needed to be done for the clients. And therefore, criticism is not something that I have to worry about. And I think that that is one of the elements around adaptation that I find extremely extremely powerful is that adaptation from a plant perspective is about assessing the environment, about then making decisions 
on how I am supposed to express myself in that environment, but I'm still having to express myself. The tools could be different, but I, the expression that is coming out is still that unique part of myself of what I am. So that is like the core essence that I want you to walk away with right now is that I want you to go and observe the plants around you. If you happen to have multiple plants that are the same species, even better. Um, here you'll see spider plant behind me for those of you that are watching on the video and around me, there are several different spider plants. And one of the things that I love is working with spider plant to understand what is spider plant specific expression, even though spider plant is a spider plant. The other ones who have different names in my home, my other plant friends have very, very different expressions. And so working directly with spider plant, I can understand what is the core that makes spider plant spider plant? And then what are instead the ways in which each spider plant in my home has adapted to their personal corner of the world, their way of being able to express themselves both physically as well as emotionally, or in my case, communicatively, you know, how is it that these plants who are all the same species and in most of the cases around here come from the same plant family in the sense like they came from the same mother, how is it that these plants have adapted differently? And why is it that it is only this spider plant that I work with when there could be so many other spider plants around me that you would think, oh, one spider plant is just the same as the other, but they're not. And so this is a great exercise. If you have several plants of the same species, this is a great way for you to work with adaptation, to test out what it means to adapt, to, to con communicate and express and work through what does adaptation look like and what does evolution look like? And when should you instead let go and adapt to what's happening? Or when instead should you more stand with your personal expression and trust that that is the personal expression going forward? So these are the types of topics that we really go into very deeply in the naturally conscious community. And specifically when you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, um, this is the kind of stuff we're getting into in your personal life all the time, because really it is the heart of feeling yourself is one, finding yourself, of course, two, liberating yourself from the conditionings, right? So really like um, kind of feeling free to be who you really are and then being who you are, but in a way that is beneficial for the entire ecosystem in which you live in, not just I have to express myself because I have to be me. Yeah, well, being me doesn't mean that I have to stomp on others. I could totally be me in a way that is adaptive and that is contributing to a greater whole. So work with your plant specifically. And if you have any questions, come into the Naturally Conscious community. And there we can have these discussions. We're going to talk about this in our master classes. We talk about adaptation all the time in our master classes and our plant inspired master classes. And if you really want to go looking through your own life, then seek me out. Let's talk about it. I would love to hear how adaptation and evolution or adaptation and expression of yourself is playing out in your life. And where are the places where you don't feel secure enough that you can confidently be yourself 
while still adapting to what's happening around you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave me a review or comment. I want to hear what you're thinking, and I'd love to hear specifically about how you personally are dealing with adaptation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.